Hello, and welcome to The Life of a Witch, a podcast about the basics of modern witchcraft. My name is Dominica N. Fraser, and I will be your host today. Thank you for joining. Hello, everyone. So I apologize for the late podcast. As many of you know, we had to shut down due to COVID-19. But we are here to continue with our episodes today. We're going to be going over our missed episodes and our most recent episode. I cannot wait to start this journey with y'all. So let's get into it. Today, we are going to be talking about how social media provides a platform for community and education for spiritual individuals, specifically practitioners of witchcraft. Throughout the years, there has been a large amount of diverse versions of information available freely on the internet. From old magic to new advanced magic, many metaphysical businesses create their brand, run their business, and reach out to others throughout the internet and social media. Goods and services can be bought and sold, connections can be made between like-minded individuals, and throughout the years, I myself have been to many local community activities thanks to the access of social media. I've connected with many great practitioners, not only within my state, but throughout the world. With all of these great factors, I feel like it should be mentioned that there are also bad factors within the matter as well. As of the most recent years, social media has broadened its understanding of witchcraft and spirituality. While this is good, it is also very bad. As I've mentioned many times before, I feel as though when it comes to sourcing your information on the internet, you have to be very careful and read deeply into what you are interested in. This limits the amount of misinformation you learn as well as the amount of misinformation you could potentially tell someone else. So, the pros of witchcraft on social media is the networking and informative factor. Throughout the world, there are so many different types of witches, so many different types of spirituality, so many different types of paths, many different types of witchcraft and spiritual platforms to connect with others on as well as the different types of books available throughout the world that you can get access to for free. The biggest question is, is who doesn't like free information? So now let's get into the different phrases within witchcraft and spirituality. But before we get started, these are things that you'll hear quite often. There are many terms and phrases to discuss, but today I just wanted to touch base with the basic ones as we go on. If there's anything that is not basic, I will be going deeper into the term. These are not in any specific order as well. All right, so the first term that we're going to be going over today is an altar. So an altar is your safe space for work. Your altar is whatever you want it to be. The placement for your altar is of your choice as well. So whenever I say this, um, I'm meaning it in the literal context because there are many people that believe that when it comes up to an altar that you should have an altar within your bedroom. There are some people that believe that you should not have an altar within your bedroom because they view it as being disrespectful. There are people that believe that you should have a sacred altar where no one else sees your altar. There are people that believe that you should have an open altar because your house is your home. It is your space. So from there, uh, now we go into... As many of you know, we have an episode on 
altars. So this is just a refresher. Within my household now, we currently have six different altars. We have the joint altar between my husband and I, two separate ancestor altars, a crystal altar, and also a money altar. But in all honesty, your altar is yourself. Whenever it comes to an altar or tools, remember that these things are not needed. They are simply just tools. As long as you have yourself, that is all that matters. So the second term that we are going to be going into is a book of shadows. So the book of shadows is where witches place their spells. This is typically a personal book in which no one else has access to. Many witches will either get the books custom made, bought from a local store, or will create online documents for the book of shadows. It all depends on the practitioner. So there are also many types of witches who keep a small journal or a book where they can originally write down their own spells and then transfer it later to their book of shadows to prevent mistakes within their book of shadows. The next term is divination. Divination is using tools to seek answers. So there are many different tools to use for divination, such as tarot, oracle, a Ouija board, runes, scrying, crystal balls, um, pendulums, and much more. I've been reading tarot for many years. Um, I honestly prefer that method of divination, but my second method would honestly be a Ouija board. From there, invocation. So, a ritual to call energies to yourself. I know many of you guys have seen multiple different movies that people have made throughout history that show people calling energy towards themselves. You can honestly look it up on um, multiple movies, in all honesty. So, sigil. A sigil is a symbol with a meaning for a purpose. So the best way for me to describe a sigil for someone else is the sigil is made customly for that purpose. Meaning, if I want to create a protection sigil, that sigil is specifically for protection and customized by me. Now, you can also look up sigils that are available online for specific purposes, but I always feel like that it is better to create your own spells, sigils, and rituals because it's something not only personal, but it's something that you placed all of your energy into. But we'll talk about this later in a different episode. So, I made a post about this a few weeks ago, uh, Skyclad. So, this is the act of doing magic naked. There are many covens or solitary practitioners that participate in skyclad rituals or rites. I myself have been one to use this method throughout my practice as a solitary practitioner, just not in a coven setting, pretty much. While there are covens that say you should perform rites skyclad, if you are not comfortable with being naked and doing magic or being naked in front of others at all, Do not allow yourself to be pressured or brought into an environment that you are not comfortable with. Most times you are given the option to do this within a coven, but other times there are some nasty covens within the world that just want you to practice naked and you could just get the vibe off of them however you get it. Okay, so a talisman. A talisman is an object that is created for a purpose of protection, luck, or something else. For example, many of you guys grew up with the rabbit's foot. You have charms and much more things. It just depends on the practitioner. But we'll talk about this at a later time. So, the triple moon goddess. So, many of you guys have probably already seen the triple moon goddess. You probably just thought, hey, it's just a group of moons. Uh, What it is, is it's a quarter moon. 
on each side of a full moon in the middle. So it represents the three aspects of the moon goddess or the goddess, such as the maiden, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Chakras, which are gateways into the body for which energy flows. There are many different great methods. There's books, there's public videos about how to open or work with your chakras. Meditation and yoga are usually the top two most recommended ways to open or work with your chakras. Charge. When you charge an item, you're placing energy towards an item for a specific purpose, such as putting your intent towards that specific piece. It's very important to cleanse your items as well. So to cleanse is to remove the energy from an item from previous use of touch of energy. So whenever I speak to my customers, I mention different methods to cleanse their items, such as elemental cleansing, placing items in water, the soil, using an incense to cleanse, or even a candle or other crystals to cleanse an item. Elements, earth, fire, water, and air. Now we're going to go into grounding. So grounding is connecting with and becoming aware of your physical body and your connection to mother earth. So before you start doing any type of work, I feel like it is always good to ground yourself before doing so. There's many different ways to ground yourself as well. Incantation is words used in a spell. Meditation is a stealing of the mind. Centering is gathering your energy or harnessing it towards the intention or purpose in which you are about to do. Casting your circle. When casting a circle, you are physically and mentally preparing the circle or a space for you to do your work. It's always important to ground and center yourself before constructing work. Athame. Athame is a double-ended dagger in which is used to cut a doorway when within a circle. It's a tool in which is not meant to cut physical things. It is meant to cut, in better words, to split the energy when you are within the inner circle or circle that is casted. It is also used to direct power. A bowling. A bowling is a hooked shape knife or, in other words, a crescent moon knife, which is used to cut herbs or items. A cauldron. A cauldron is a cast iron pot. Its shape resembles the belly of a pregnant woman. So make sure that it's a fireproof dish as well. Uh, I myself, I did not start off with my large cauldron, but here's a stealer. If you guys go to Walmart, go into the camping section and they have very large cauldrons. I think mine was only $17, $18 for a pretty big cauldron. So broom or bezin. It's used to cleanse energy from within your home or space. They can be used for many things as well as to spread cleansing smoke or even to be used for abundance or money rites or rituals. They're also used for weddings. Bells. Some people say that witches use bells for protection. When it comes to witch folklore or myths, it is said that witches used to walk around with bells to prevent negative energy or people from affecting them. It's also been said that they were used within witches' homes to warn them when people were coming. Now, I myself, I am a firm believer of putting bells behind my doors to um, hold all of the negative energy outside of my house. So, next, 
few phrases are basically common phrases that can be used for craft or regular daily life. These are used within Wicca and many different types of practices. So the first one is blessed be. This is a way of saying have a nice day or to complete a spell or in other words, what others may say quote unquote amen to, that's what someone would say blessed be to. Merry meet is hello or nice to meet you. Many Facebook groups or businesses use this. I've actually been um, to a business called The Peddler and the Crow in Jacksonville, and on the front of their door, it says Marry Me. It's a great way to welcome people and to say goodbye, you know, without actually having to say it. So, craft name. So back in the day, witches would use a craft name. The craft name was used to hide their true identity. This was the method used to prevent people from knowing witches' actual names. So there are many witches who still choose to use their craft name today. I myself, I have a craft name as well um, that only the coven in which I used to be a part of know of or the people in which, you know, I used to be a part of the coven with know of. So um, when it comes up to understanding and finding your craft name, look into numerology find a name or a phrase that associates with the number um and which is your number that's how i did mine that's how i was told to do mine so just wanted to say this is the end of today's podcast so thanks for listening to the life of a witch podcast with your host dominica and frazier i hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to help your spiritual journey if you're interested in listening to more great tips on witchcraft and spirituality join us on our next podcast when we talk about how to create your own path As always, you can head over to our Facebook to sign up for our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. See you next time.